0: in the morning when you want the news
1: you need the front page every hour on the press box nothing's writing on this except the uh, first amendment the constitution freedom of the press and maybe the future of the country not that any of that matters
2: and now the news
3: san diego state beat utah state 85 75 last night We started conference play talking about the mountain West, how improved it is, how many teams have a legitimate shot at the NCAA tournament. And we both kind of had the idea that the winner of the mountain West might only get to 12 or 13 wins this year, because it's going to be pretty difficult. San Diego State's seven and one. Is it possible that they could finish with 14, 15 mountain West wins?
0: I still think they're going to lose games. They haven't played at Boise. They haven't played at Utah state. They haven't played at Reno. Um, have they played in New Mexico? No, they didn't. They're they only lost in New home. Mexico. Those are four that they could lose all of them. Um, maybe 14 and 4, 13 and 5 can still get it done for them. All right, I mean, at this point, yeah, if they finish with 14
3: wins, I think they're winning the Mountain West. Even 13 wins is probably going to be enough to win the Mountain West. I think the key, though, is yes, they have a bunch of tough road games, but I doubt they lose all of them. I doubt they lose to Nevada, Boise State, uh, Utah, New Mexico State and New and Mexico. Utah State, and Utah State. I'd be surprised if they lost all four of those. So if they go two and two, they finish the year 14 and four, 15 and three. That would be like somehow, despite the mountain West having, what is it? fourteens in the top 50 of net San Diego state still is better than everybody else in the conference, which is impressive. Utah state, by the way, they are top 40 in net. They're 15 and five. They're a legitimate NCAA tournament uh, bubble team. They do not have a quad one win.
0: Last night was a chance.
3: Yeah. They'll, I think they've got a couple more because basically every road game against boise state uh nevada san diego state are quad one opportunities um but they don't have one yet and like as of right now if that's what their resume is into the season there there's a good chance they could get left out because the committee might look at it and say well yeah you've got some decent metrics and record here but you didn't win a single game against the top tier of opposition they've been on the
0: next four outline
3: yeah and if they don't ever get that, at least one of those wins, that could be enough to right. keep them from going to the NCAA tournament. Next question: Damian Lillard scored sixty last night as the Blazers beat the Jazz. He had sixty on twenty-one of twenty-nine shooting. Absolutely insane! Absolutely ridiculous! Insane. ridiculous. Uh Hit nine of fifteen threes, and he had sixty. And I feel like it's just sort of not a big deal. <laughs> like, didn't huh, he call it simple happens. afterwards? Yeah. It's just yeah. There's Damian Lillard, 60 points, no big deal. Like 60 is a big deal. 60 is a ton of points.
0: 21 of 29 is ridiculous for a guard. Yeah, it's that's stupid.
3: Right. That's one of the. That's the numbers you have if you shot like only layups in a game. Right. With exactly. The 21 of 29, and he shot 15 threes. more than half of his shots were threes.
2: And we got an official's timeout. Somebody came on the floor <laughs> on the far side. For an Uber Eats delivery or something, there is carrying some McDonald's.
0: Oh, this has to be one of the all-time. Uh, I'm actually not
2: kidding. No, I, no, I this think, is. The truth. I think that's what's happening. Skye's in the corner. Looked like he maybe,
0: was he going to deliver the the McDonald's to somebody on the court. Can we
2: rule that out? He's. A- <laughs> I mean, I think that's an Uber Eats sticker. Is I, that what that is? I'm trying to get confirmation. I, yeah. Uber Eats. Yes. Maybe I'll put my hand up. I'm getting a little hungry. You can bring it over here. So we saw the stoppage. The man was ushered. Let's see if we can see this. Now, this is going to be the turnover in the quarter. There, there, the oh, right no, there, there he is. Right there in the hey, Yay, yay. This a, guy is a, actually, who's he delivering it to? The ref. The, the, the official? ref said later. Give it to me later. Not I mean, now. Philip Alston's done a lot. I didn't think he needed a Big Mac for sustenance in the middle of the game.
0: I, I know, but I'm not. Well, the official out there, Tim, he, he distanced him. Like, I didn't say now. Later. That's got to be unbelievable. That's got to be something that the highlight shows are going to have a blast with.
3: So that was the Duquesne-Loyola game last night. And as they so uh, eloquently described, somebody just sort of walked onto the corner of the court with a bag of food and a drink in their hands looking to deliver food to somebody. Uh, It was a terrific highlight from last night. Um, I have a couple of questions. First off, Danny, can you tell everybody what this is apparently supposed to be
2: so according to the assistant athletic director at loyola apparently this was a student who was doing it for tiktok because they they posted on twitter a picture of a close up of the the person and you can see a lav mic on the left side of his hoodie so they think it was done for a thing on tiktok What
0: happens to this kid? What kind of disciplinary action does this kid face now?
2: According to the athletic director, he said the kid just got ushered off the court and he went right back up into the stand, sat down, and ate his McDonald's while I watched the game.
0: (laughs) No discipline.
3: Uh, It is much less fun if this was a kid trying to do like a TikTok video than just a random delivery driver that stumbled onto the court. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, My main question, though, What's happened at Duquesne that you can just
0: walk in with McDonald's? It's a good question. How maybe many sports, they I don't, have think, a, you should, I don't may, think you can walk into arenas with it. Yeah, I'm, well, maybe they have a in McDonald's, the, McDonald's uh,
3: in the arena. They wouldn't give it to you in that bag, though.
2: In a McDonald's We can bag? do that. Why not? You does can, the Chick-fil-A at, Have a
0: sandwich in the bag sometimes.
2: Does the Chick-fil-A at Mercedes-Benz Stadium give you food in a Chick-fil-A bag? I'm sure they
3: do. This is this is like a to go. This is like a paper bag with a handle on it.
2: Yeah, that's isn't that what McDonald's serves like a lot of food in? I don't know. I haven't eaten there in a long time.
3: I'm guessing no. He did not. Uh, I I think this is actually he went to a McDonald's outside the arena. And are you saying that media members can walk in with food? Yes.
0: Yeah, I have I have the uh... The uh, Jimmy John's. Right, that's you, fine. As you are saying so But uh, this denoted. kid is not, well, maybe. But
3: this kid is not a media <laughs> member that got into the media. I'm guessing they got into the media entrance. He's just a student who's doing a TikTok here. Like, we got some lax security going on that you can just walk in with McDonald's. Or maybe Duquesne's just cool. And they're like, yeah, bring in whatever food you want. Which that's is how true. which is how I w- all sporting events should kind of be that way.
0: I didn't know he was on the court during play. He's right there. Where oh, the. They're, they're, ball I mean, is, he's two yeah. feet away from the ball. Right, he almost got a steal. He could
3: have taken a charge. He was right there and wandering on the court with food. But it's much, much less cool if this was just a TikTok stunt than an actually lost delivery driver. Because I would love for, like, an assistant coach. Like, I'm hungry.
2: Can I get <laughs> bring McDonald's. it over here? Yeah, uh, come, come at halftime.
3: I'll eat at halftime.
2: Imagine being the driver just walking up to the gates and the security person's like, hey, can I see your ticket? And they're like, I'm delivering to the head coach. I got a delivery. I got to make sure it gets to him. Well,
3: that was – who was it? Was it a Mariner? I think it was Jesse Winkler who got thrown out of a game and somebody delivered him a pizza while he was sitting in the clubhouse at Angel Stadium.
2: Which which one's better, that, the Loyola, or the Georgia players going to get chicken fingers during the game because they blew out –
3: I thought that wasn't real.
2: I thought it was because oh. I saw a video of like four players eating during the game.
3: That one is not the best because they were winning by so much that, okay. yeah, have a snack. You're fine. The game's <laughs> over. Uh, the fa- I think the fans delivering the pizza to the baseball player who got ejected is the best.
0: It was pretty because gay. he was
3: just, they were like, is he just sitting alone in the clubhouse? I'm going to send him a pizza.
0: that college?
3: No, that was, no, I think it was Jesse Winkler of the Mariners who a fan sent him a pizza. After, wh- he, after, after he got ejected. Yeah. I might be wrong on the player, but I'm pretty sure that's who it was. Next question. The Jets are hiring Nathaniel Hackett as their offensive coordinator. Aaron Rodgers to the Jets?
0: No. I can't imagine. I don't think Aaron Rodgers wanna to go to the Jets no matter who the offensive coordinator is.
3: Do you remember this time last year? Or maybe is a little bit later in the year. The Broncos and talking to Nathaniel Hackett and then hiring Nathaniel Hackett and it being like, oh, he's bringing Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, he's bringing Aaron
0: Rodgers. That was
3: like the whole narrative around why would you hire Nathaniel Hackett? Oh, you'll get Aaron Rodgers out of it. And now we're doing the same thing again. When is the offensive coordinator
0: with the the Jets? Jets.
3: We talked about it earlier. I can't envision why the Packers or Rodgers break up because they are the best case. Definitely would envision
0: the jets paying the uh the the draft picks
3: you would yeah i mean their
0: owner came out and said he would pay he's a complete nut he he wants he just wants a big time quarterback He'd be like
3: you want two first round picks how about four
0: yeah exactly
3: we'll give you a couple more make this a good deal
2: by the way it was a fan in who ordered the pizza for jesse winkler when the mariners played the angels
3: nailed every detail of that story good job me man you know that's a great question
2: Patrick Mahomes is
3: feeling good. Here is his quote. It's doing good. A few days of treatment, a few days of rehab, excited to be on the practice field and kind of test it out and see where I'm at. But it's feeling good so far. He did not have a walking boot on when he talked to the media. The media got to watch the stretching portion of Chiefs practice. He was out there going through stretching. Uh, One of the Chiefs beat writers, Jesse Newell, though, tweeted out saying he did not look as uh, limber or flexible as his teammates while going through stretching the funniest part of this to me did the line flip again are the chiefs now favored by one
2: uh no last i saw uh one account that i have had uh pick them and the other account still had Bengals minus one
3: okay but it did
2: come it t- came way down, down because right. the Bengals were minus two yesterday morning so
3: people saw mahomes walk and said oh oh we're back
0: on the Chiefs, baby.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. When, <laughs> as soon as Andy Reid said, Mahomes is practicing today, that's when the line dropped.
0: So it got to two? It got to two and a
2: half. Wow. And it opened uh, Chiefs minus one. Yeah, Chiefs one.
3: So what that tells me, and I know it's it's different people probably placing the different bets. But what that tells me is people legitimately thought Mahomes either might not play or would be severely impacted right. by his ankle injury, and yeah. then they saw him walk and thought, oh, his ankle's fine?
2: Not necessarily that, but just the news of him practicing of him practicing and walking out of the media uh, thing, out of the speech, and but, he was fine. It, it's not necessarily line movement based on bets. It could just be the books moving the line. Either he, if
3: it's on bets or the books. They're all stupid. The guy finished the game last weekend. Did anybody actually think he wasn't going to play or was going to be more limited than he was at the end of the last game?
2: Some books were refunding prop bets oh on Mahomes God. because he missed like... He missed s- one drive. Yeah, he missed like four minutes of the game. And books were oh. refunding props that lost for him.
0: For the Mahomes props? Yeah. Wow.
3: This is this has got to be one of them. I know he's the like maybe the most important player to any point spread. But this has got to be the biggest overreaction in both directions I've ever seen. The guy's gonna play, and him walking and practicing. He said after mean the game anything. last
0: week he was playing. Right,
3: and him—if you thought—and if you thought, if, if thought oh, his ankle's banged up, he's not going to be as good on Sunday. Why would him walking change your mind? Why would him participating in practice that nobody can see change your mind? People are stupid. I'm out. All... <laughs> AJ Brown says he's not a diva. They throw the ball to me a hundred times. I'm going to want it a hundred and one. Me personally, I just feel like I can change the game at any moment. Getting the ball off and keeps you going, keeps you in a rhythm. It definitely puts you in a zone. You're locked in. I'm never the receiver to go on the sideline and try to cause problems on the sideline. I'm not that guy. I think that's what you could describe as a diva, but I'm not that person. I think I've gotten to a point where I feel bad for wide receivers.
0: You mean the really good ones?
3: Because if they show any sign of frustration... Like Diggs. We're just like, oh, Diva, bad teammate. Like, it just gets thrown out. Where it's like, quarterbacks can walk over and spike the tablets into the ground. And we're just like, oh, what a fire. What a competitive guy.
0: What a competitive guy.
3: I feel bad for receivers. Diggs is yelling at Josh Allen because Josh Allen sucked.
0: And he wouldn't get him the ball.
3: Right. And people are like, ah, what's wrong with Stephon Diggs? I don't even did AJ Brown do anything. I don't even think. Did he, I don't know
0: where this came from. I don't
3: think he did anything significant. But it's like ah, he says one thing because he didn't have a big game. Nick Sirianni, their head coach, he was saying, well, yeah, none of our receivers really had a big game because we ran the ball so yeah. well. And like if you're the Eagles and you can just run through the Giants for an entire game, yeah, AJ Brown's not going to have that big of a game. But he still can. He's still good. All right, coming up next here on ESPN Las Vegas, I've got I got some fun new technology for the show.
2: did I say that (laughs) sometimes you black out out there I guess I don't know
0: (laughs) did you hear Joe Burrow say he's him on the mic'd up stuff
2: is he lying did you hear Burrow on the uh, on the mic'd up segment they caught him saying I'm
0: him yeah I heard that what are your thoughts on that I mean I've been saying all year round long as we got Joe Burrow I mean our chances is very high to, to, to win
1: back to the finley toyota studios for granny and bischoff on the press box
3: coming up later in the show we're gonna have tickets to give away to go see luke Bryan. also take us to the east west shrine bowl happening here at allegiant stadium ed have you seen the ai chatbots artificial intelligence chatbots
0: I missed that
3: one. You missed that one. All right. All right. There's also a <laughs>
0: the is smiling.
3: There's also AI uh, image generators that'll paint you a picture if you give it some details on what to paint. Um, but the chat bots, I've actually seen stories of people that like work in coding that will use the AI generator to right. like help them write codes and automate a big portion of their job. So it's less manual work for them. Uh, but I went on to an AI chat bot to help us out to see how it can help our show. And I asked it to write uh, why the Raiders should trade for Aaron Rodgers and write why the Raiders should not trade for Aaron Rodgers. And then we'll decide which one is more convincing. Does that sound good? Sounds fine. All right. So here is why the Raiders should trade for Aaron Rodgers from an AI chat bot the Raiders have a great opportunity to solidify their spot as a top team in the league by trading for Aaron Rodgers. The future hall of famer has proven time and time again, that he is one of the best quarterbacks in the game and his leadership and experience would be val- a valuable asset to the Raiders young team with Rodgers at the helm. The Raiders offense would be explosive and dynamic. His accuracy and ability to read defenses would open up the field for the team's talented receiving core and give the running game more room to operate he has a wealth of experience in the playoffs and his presence would give the raiders a much-needed boost in the clutch moments of big games additionally rogers veteran presence would be a huge boost to the team's locker room he has a great work ethic and would serve as a role model for the team's young players and help develop a winning culture in vegas the raiders have the pieces to in place to make a super bowl run but they need a quarterback who can lead them there Aaron Rodgers is that quarterback. The Raiders should do whatever it takes to acquire him and take the next step towards becoming a championship team.
0: Okay, that's for him, obviously. Yes.
3: Okay. Um, I did find it funny, A, that it said uh, he'd come up big in the clutch moments. A little bit of a shot at Derek Carr. Um, also, that he would be uh, serve as a role model for the team's young players. Uh, eh. 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 So that's for him. Uh, this is why the Raiders should not trade for Aaron Rodgers according to an AI chatbot. The Raiders should not trade for Aaron Rodgers for a number of reasons. First, the cost of acquiring Rodgers would likely be astronomical. The Raiders would likely have to give up a significant amount of draft capital and or key players in order to land him, which would leave the team weaker overall. Second, Rodgers is not the long-term solution for the Raiders at quarterback. At 38 years old, he is nearing the end of his career, and the Raiders need to focus on building for the future instead of trading for Rodgers. The Raiders should focus on developing their current quarterback or finding a younger, more sustainable option through the draft. Third, the Raiders have other areas of need that they should be focused on addressing. The team has struggled on defense in recent years and should focus on building a strong defense to complement their high-powered offense. And lastly, the Raiders are also in a cap crunch and acquiring Rodgers would increase the cap hit for the Raiders, which could potentially limit the team's ability to build a strong team around him. All in all, while Rodgers is an elite quarterback, the Raiders should not trade for him as the cost outweighs the benefits, and the Raiders are better off focusing on building for the future.
0: Okay, I'm going to take that side over the other one. Ah, so you like and the AI the chat current, bot
3: trading against him.
0: The current quarterback, Jarrett Stidham? That's right, develop Jarrett Stidham. Develop Jared Stidham?
3: So here's the problem that I eventually ran into here. When, uh, cause I typed some more things into this, uh, chatbot to help us out with the hot takes. Uh, it's, it, it's not up to date. The, according to the, the site that has this chatbot, anything before 2021, it's got unlock. But anything after 2021, it's like we might not know what happened.
2: That's why it said Aaron Rodgers was 38. Yes.
3: The year off there. So, it doesn't actually know everything that's happened in the most recent NFL season year. because I asked uh, I asked it to tell us where Derek Carr is going to play in 2023 or where Derek Carr should want to play. And uh, here's what it said. It loves to go deep in the monologue mode here. The question of where Derek Carr should play in 2023 is a complex one as there are many factors that need to be taken into account. It's important to consider Carr's current situation with the Raiders. He has been the team's starting quarterback for several years, and he he has shown that he can be a solid starter in the league. However, the Raiders have struggled in recent years, and it's unclear if they see Carr as a part of their long-term plans. Side note, they don't. Uh, If the Raiders decide to move on from Carr, he would have several options available to him. He could join a team that is in need of a quarterback, such as the New England Patriots, the Indianapolis Colts, or the Washington football team. He could also join a team that has a young quarterback and could use a veteran backup, such as the Kansas City Chiefs. Another option for Carr could be to decide for a team that's looking to rebuild and want a quarterback to lead the way, such as the New York Jets or the Denver Broncos. Ultimately, the decision of where Carr should play in 2023 will depend on his own preferences and offers that he receives. He should weigh the opportunity to win now, the talent around him, and the coach, and the city, and the culture. Carr has proven to be a solid quarterback, and he has the ability to lead a team to the playoffs with the right pieces around him. It'll be interesting to see where he ends up and how he performs next season.
0: So this was this was pre a lot of things
3: pre Russell Wilson right. is the main one there right uh I very very much enjoy he could be a
0: backup in Kansas, Kansas City. City what <laughs> a, that would really make him happy
2: <laughs> what he finally won the bot? west what chatbot services uh this?
0: chat GgPT
2: oh yeah okay G,
3: I think that's it's G, yeah GPT. GPT. yeah so yeah it, it's not quite up to date on that uh, which is fun. But there's uh, your argument for where Carr should play. Throw out the Broncos. But I mean, technically, the Colts in Washington and who and New England kind of maybe need a quarterback. New England, maybe not so I much. I saw a story
0: with AFC GMs this morning that said he's going to Houston. Yeah. That was a bad story. I'm just, they're AFC GMs. I don't know. They're, they spoke on anonymity. They also said that Brady's going to go to the Raiders. It was a predict
3: the offseason. Rodgers is going to the Colts or the Jets. Lamar Jackson is going to the Falcons. Carr is going to the Texans and, and Brady's going to the Raiders. Raiders. I can guarantee there will not be that much quarterback movement in the offseason. There's zero chance there's that I don't, much quarterback movement. I think there's movement.
0: zero chance both Lamar and Rodgers change teams.
3: We we do this every offseason. We're I don't like, think either uh-oh. of them do. Uh-oh, big quarterback movement coming and then it never happens. Right. Like we got Russell Wilson last year. And then other than that, it's like Marcus Mariota goes to the Falcons and we're like, uh-oh. What a big deal there. I have one more uh I asked it to do one more thing. Why is the press box the best radio show?
2: <laughs> fun, oh
3: boy. Fun note. I asked why the press box is the worst radio show and it wouldn't give me an answer.
2: See, well, so why we're would it? It's not the worst. Yeah.
3: So here is why the press box is the best radio show. The press box with Tyler Bischoff and Ed Grainy is the best radio show because it offers a unique and in-depth perspective on all things sports. First of all, Tyler and Ed are both experienced and knowledgeable sports journalists who have a deep (laughs) understanding of the teams and leagues they cover. They bring their own unique perspectives and insights to the show, and they are able to provide listeners with a well-rounded and unbiased view of the sports world. Secondly, the show covers a wide range of sports and topics from the NFL and MLB to the NBA and NHL. They also cover local teams, such as the Raiders, Golden Knights, and other teams in the area, which makes it a great show for local fans. They also cover college sports and other events happening in the sports world. They're able to keep the listeners informed and updated on the latest news and events. Thirdly, Tyler and Ed have great chemistry, and the show is always entertaining. They have a great sense of humor, and they're able to keep the show lively and engaging. They also have guest appearances from experts and former players, which provides a different perspective and adds value to the show. Lastly, the Press Box is a show dedicated to providing listeners with the most accurate and up-to-date information on sports. Unless it's from a chatbot. The hosts are always well-prepared and they do their homework, which makes the show informative, interesting, and and engaging. In conclusion, the Press Box is the best radio show because it offers a unique and in-depth perspective on all
0: things sports. Just one word stood out. Unbiased. <laughs> Unbiased. <laughs> There's no bias around <laughs> Absolutely here. Absolutely no bias. None whatsoever. No. That
2: that website's crazy.
3: It is. And I'm actually gonna send that to our sales team anytime they ask for like uh yeah. can you tell us what the show's about? Here you go. I don't, you
2: go. I don't know if you heard, but uh there was a story going around I think it was last week or two weeks ago, uh, a college student created a um an algorithm to be able to let – because uh, students are using that website to write papers. Yeah, A, a college student created an algorithm to help uh, teachers figure out if their paper was written on that website.
0: They they would put in the uh, topic of what they were writing on? Yeah, you could,
2: you could literally just say uh, – give me a five-paragraph essay about blank. Whatever topic and you want. And within 30 seconds, right. it's there. It,
3: yeah, this did not take long at all for any of these to pop up. Yeah. The only problem it had is, like, if you asked it for anything about, like, 2022, it would tell you my knowledge is limited after right. 2021. And it,
2: and it does different languages, too. Yeah. Really? Yeah, because uh, occasionally my girlfriend will use it and – um she works in Spanish a lot, so it'll uh, translate, translate to Spanish. Yeah.
3: It's a good website. Probably a little dangerous, but it's a fun website. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it can't take our jobs because it's not up to date yet. Once it gets up to date, you can just put in the chat bot and they'll start giving you hot takes about Derek Carr. But right now it thinks he could go to the the Broncos and take over for Russell Wilson, which eh, we'll see. Coming up next you're on ESPN Las Vegas, Darren Millard joins the show. We have no idea if he'll pick up, but this is
1: the time he agreed to. This is the VGK Update with Darren Milsey millard Listen to him Monday through Friday at 4 on the VGK Insiders on Fox Sports Las Vegas.
3: Darren, are you wandering the streets of New York? Where
0: are you, buddy?
1: I'm uh, over on 33rd, uh, walking my way towards the Madison Square Garden sorry for the wind it's a little me
3: today that's okay we like the natural sound let it come through who uh who hooked up the schedule maker to give the golden knights two full days off in new york
1: i did i talked to mr bettman mr <laughs> daly i said uh, i haven't spent uh some time here in a couple of months so i'd like to kind of just hang out and chill i love my new york city
0: yeah do you what's what's some of your favorite spots where do you go
1: uh, I love going into Central Park, and do, I do a, like a five-mile run every time I'm here. Uh, I uh, head on over to the uh, place called the Canuck Bar. It's a Canadian bar. It's a hockey bar that I always uh, manage to uh, attend. And uh, and then I just love MSG. I'll usually go to a game or two, whether it's the, the Knicks or the Rangers. If I'm in town, I don't even, it doesn't have to be my team. I just like uh, going to MSG.
3: Who oh, wait? Who is your team in the NBA? The Raptors. Uh,
1: any, all oh, Raptors. Yeah. Okay, but uh, but anybody.
3: Anybody, anybody's Darren's team.
1: I kind of get bored after a while in the NBA. I just start like walking around, not like, going down the concourse, checking <laughs> people watching, doing that kind of thing.
3: <laughs> all right, uh, I have a very important question for you. Yeah, uh, your game, the game against the Coyotes. Can you explain yes. how you guys were set up? Did you have to bring a bar table from your house for that setup?
1: No, they uh, they provided the table, and we provided the table cloth <laughs> right on the concourse, and it was amazing. <laughs> I was 11 rows up. It was, it was easily the best or the closest I've been to the ice with a desk or table in my National Hockey League career. It was insane, and, and it was so cool. But then uh, juxtaposed that with watching a game at the Prudential Center a couple of nights later, and I was on Jupiter <laughs> because I was in a normal press box, and it felt like you were a billion miles away. So I, I, I do will say the, the, the mullet is unique. It's not good for the league, not good for the Coyotes. It was unique. But the, a little somewhere in between would be nice those two setups
0: so does the mullet have a press box
1: uh not that i saw
0: <laughs> was <laughs> writers R- 11 11 rows
1: wait, up with their
3: laptops where's the media next to well, you in the 15th row
1: well there's got to be uh some kind of press box but nothing that i could use uh the tv commentators and the radio uh play by play people were stacked on top of each other uh Gaucher and 90 were on the concourse but in a in a Legitimate area, like I was actually on the concourse. Uh, they were in a, <laughs> in a specific area, and Duva and Lawless were just above that on the second level. So I guess there is a price box sometimes, but it's a college ring, so there's not really going to be a ton of media
3: there. Uh, here's a important question. So after, oh, important.
1: Question, they're always
3: important. Tyler. Yeah. Yeah. They're always important.
1: After, well, like, are the other ones just throwaways? Yeah. Yeah. They are. Is, yeah. Is that what it is? So yeah. why don't you lead into those going, Hey, this, this question doesn't matter. I will. I will start doing I'm just that. I'm still on time here.
3: I will start doing that. But this one is okay. important. Um, Ben Hutton in the last game, he scored a goal. Yeah. He saved a puck off the goal line, but he took a penalty that led to the game winning goal in overtime. When Ben Hutton leaves the arena after that game, is he happy with his individual game because he scored and he saved the goal off the off the goal line, or is he going well to the hotel disappointed because he took the penalty that led to the game winning goal?
1: i are disappointed, uh, but but they're all disappointed. Uh, he's he feels good about his own game, uh, and I I think probably the best way that I could describe it would be the next day he comes to the rink, he feels good about his game, his individual game. Uh, and, and that can only help um, moving forward. I, I've been impressed with Ben Hutton in the sense of when they put him in the lineup, he's played well. and He's an offensive uh, guy. He, he, they lean on his skills. He, he, he's in, he's on the power play. That, that, that's impressive. That's hard to do. And, uh, and then he'll come out for a little bit and wonder when he's going to get back in that's difficult to handle. Uh, I've, I've been really impressed with, with Ben's uh, versatility this year, but I would say individually he would feel good the next day or better about his game the next day.
0: We asked, uh, Lindsay this morning, she, uh, thinks that Jack Eichel might be hurt. What's going on with Jack Eichel?
1: Well, I don't know where she would get that from. Uh, uh, so I, I'd be curious to talk to Lindsay about that. Uh, uh, how how that uh, that's being uh, dissected. I don't think he's hurt. Uh, I think he's going through a, a, a flat spot. Uh, I, he's he's really work. I, I thought the other night he played great defensively. He, he made an incredible stop on Hughes in overtime. He drew a penalty. Uh, had a couple of shots on that uh, missed on a two on one. I think he's really close at like really close uh, against Arizona. He double digits shots. Uh, he was pushing it, and they basically accosted him. In that game, they did everything, and they didn't care. If they took a penalty. The rest just had not to call penalties. I think he's really close, and I'll give you a little bit of inside knowledge from from uh, what I saw on on road the other night in the game against the the Devils. Is we were in the room afterwards, grabbing some post game reaction, and Jack was in a stall, and the room was empty, other than Logan Thompson, who was doing interviews, and Jack was just looking down, and he was. He was he was sour. He was upset and and it looked like he was sour with both probably his his own game and uh, and the and the team result and, and uh being so close to being able to pull that one out. So I, I think this guy uh, I think is pouring everything he has into it. It's just a bit of a blind spot. And I, I've said in the last three games, I keep waiting for him to break out. I hope it's tonight. But I haven't seen anything regarding an injury uh, with him.
2: It can't be tied
1: to his previous injury, which is a lower body injury. He's been back long enough from that.
2: All right, Darren, you mentioned a couple spots in New York City you like to go to. Is there anywhere as far as food that you always look forward to on your uh, trips?
1: I always get the old street pretzel. I I love my – and I love popping into the local corner store or whatever and and just grabbing a sandwich. I'm, I'm goofy that way.
2: No, no pizza in New no, York. No pie. No
1: pizza. No, no, like I don't have a specific spot. I'll, I'll, I'll eat it. But, uh, no. Uh, there's, there's a place I can't remember the name of it right now. But it's in Vegas where you kind of go to a pawn shop, and uh, and then you, you, there's a restaurant at the back end. I've been to that place a couple of times uh, here in New York City. It's pretty cool. But, uh, but I, no, I don't have a specific restaurant uh, that I go to. I, I I don't think I've ever been to the same place more than twice. Which I've been to that other place twice. So you used- and Hogs and, and Hogs, remember Hogs and Heifers? There's the, uh, the crazy bar from Coyote yep. Ugly in in New York City in the meatpacking yeah. district. I spent a couple of nights at that place. So that, uh, that and my buddy didn't tip. Here's the thing, my buddy didn't tip, and he, he there's four of us, and he's walking through the uh, the bar, and he's got eight, eight bud in the, in his hand. And, and he's like, just crawling. And one hand is sticking up above everybody else. And the music stops. And all I hear in the loudspeakers is "We come across say, hey, to the, and swear word, swear word, swear word, who just bought eight bud and didn't tip. Swear word, swear word, swear word, you. And the whole bar starts going, swear word, swear word, swear word, you. <laughs> like a chanting. And I'm looking at Wally going, seriously? Are going to get tossed out of here? Right,
3: I think it's about right. Yeah, Danny's a Danny's not going to tip either.
2: We talking about Danny's not going to tip. I tip.
3: He tips. What your tipping strategy is a dollar if it's a. It depends. If I'm
2: if I'm paying as I go, I tip a dollar per beer. But if I have a tab, then I usually tip twenty to twenty five percent, depending on depending on how it is.
3: Don't be Danny's bartender. Is the the what do you guys do on pickup? uh the, the the tipping
2: uh oh, no pickup. no chance
0: i'm tipping oh, on I, pickup. i tip on everything i tip at starbucks for christ's sake oh, boy
1: yeah I, I i do too ed uh, i think it's karma yeah Like it, that 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 kind of stuff comes back to bite you
3: Darren, karma's not real just like momentum he's darren millard <laughs> thanks darren enjoy new york <laughs> enjoy it buddy
1: i love the fact that uh that some questions are just throwaways from from tyler and ed uh, let's let's get together next week, okay? Uh, we got a bye week. Uh, let's grab some lunch. Oh, okay. that's and right. I'm you
0: have a bye week. On. That's a big week coming up.
1: Yeah. Uh, let's grab some lunch, you and I,
0: okay, buddy? Okay, buddy.
1: Just hang Take up me, on him, Danny. Take care of yourself, up, Darren.
0: On him. Have a
3: good time. <laughs> There's Darren Millard. Hear him on the VGK Insider Show at 4 o'clock on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Also, when the Golden Knights come back tomorrow. On ATT Sportsnet. But now we've got tickets to give away for the East West Shrine Bowl. That's here Thursday, February 2nd at the Legion Stadium. You're going to win two tickets right now and. You'll be qualified for two club-level VIP seats with food and drink. So you win two tickets to the game. You're also going to have a shot if you win right now at getting two club-level VIP seats. For the East-West Shrine Bowl on February 2nd, 702-364-1100. That's the phone number. Be caller number 7 right now at 702-364-1100. Curry now gets Morant on the switch. 13 on the shot clock. Curry
0: step back off the dribble, triple. Got it! The Warriors take the lead! Warriors could have run some more clock there Pool misfires, 116-114 A
3: technical foul Has been called On Curry
1: And he's been ejected Jedaminas Petritas ejected him You're on the elevator Up to the press box With Graney and Bischoff
3: Congratulations to Reed He won tickets to the East-West Shrine Bowl Later in the show, we got tickets to go see Luke Bryan So stay tuned In the NBA last night, the Warriors beat the Grizzlies 122-120. Jordan Poole made a game-winning layup with 1.1 seconds left. By the way, that was the 10-seed beating the 2-seed in the West going into that game. But the more important story, do you see how Steph Curry got ejected? This is the third time this kid has used the mouthpiece to get ejected. He loves to throw the mouthpiece. He loves to throw that thing. And I don't understand it.
2: And two of the ejections, including last night, were against Memphis.
3: Oh. Mouth Memphis just brings out the worst and Steph Curry in his mouthpiece here. So there's uh, we're in the last two minutes of the game. Jordan Poole takes a three and Steph Curry is apparently not happy with Jordan Poole's shot selection. So as they run back down the floor, Steph Curry takes the mouthpiece out of his mouth and chucks it towards the sideline. I don't think he actually hit anybody or anything with it. He just threw it out of his mouth. Referee standing right there gave him a technical foul and threw him out of the game. Is that a soft ejection?
0: Not if he's done it twice before and he knows he's going to get thrown out of the game. That's the part of it that sticks out to me. If this was the first time... If you've done it twice and you get kicked out, the third time you're getting kicked out.
3: If it was the first time that Curry threw his mouthpiece and he got ejected, you'd be like, all right, let's... Throwing your mouthpiece is kind of gross, dude. Let's not chuck your mouthpiece full of saliva at people. But like it's kind of weird. Don't do it again. But for the fact that he's done it multiple times, I got no problem with throwing him out of the game. Like, don't, don't do throw it. your mouthpiece.
2: Yeah, I think it's a little a little egregious.
3: It. I mean, it is a soft ejection.
2: Very if it soft. had never
3: happened before,
2: I I even think with it, like even the first ones, in, unless he hit someone, I don't know exactly what happened in those. But like. If he just got mad at a teammate and spiked his mouthpiece into the floor, like right next to him, if he were to get ejected for that, that's ridiculous. Stop th- taking your mouthpiece out and throwing it. But this it's not like he's throwing it fix. at the ref or at the opponent. He hit a
3: ref with one once before.
2: I know, but I'm saying like last night. It's just
3: like if you slam the basketball after a play, auto tech.
2: If it goes above no, auto your tech. head.
3: In college basketball, it's an auto tech. Oh, well, that's if college. you slam the ball, it's auto tech. Because... You can slam the ball and it ends up hitting somebody else. Just don't do it.
2: Well, in the NFL, you can slam your helmet twice and have your coach pick it up for you and nothing <laughs> happens.
3: What do you mean? He got called for 15. They lost the game because of that. Yeah. He got called for a penalty and the Jags went for two because of that.
2: By the way, he got called for the penalty during the play. Was it for the helmet?
3: Yeah, it was 15 yards for slamming the helmet on the sideline.
2: Yeah. because well, He it didn't was, get two of them.
3: He got, that is true, he did not get <laughs> two of them. Well, The second one was on, Was he, the first one was on the field of play. The second one was on the sideline. Because my theory was if Bosa had just slammed, if he had waited two seconds and slammed it on the sideline, no penalty gets called. And the Chargers and Jags go to overtime. instead. Well, the Jags might have ended up scoring a touchdown.
2: But. I mean, that was kind of different because he was mad at the refs right. and not a teammate. Well,
3: I, it doesn't really matter who you're mad at. If you're throwing things, it doesn't really matter who you're mad at. If you're, if you're verbally yelling things, it matters who you're mad at. If you're throwing objects... It's irrelevant who you're mad at. You can be mad at yourself. You can't shuck right. your mouthpiece at somebody.
0: It's the third time. It's gross, too.
2: Yeah, it
3: is nasty. Stop throwing your mouthpiece yeah. at directly out of your mouth at somebody. It's ridiculous. But they won the game because Jordan Poole made a game-winning layup. Which is funny.
0: And that show, doesn't that show you, because it was 10 and 2 C's, doesn't that show you what we've been saying all along, if they ever get healthy? West is going to be fun. That um, they're going to be fun to watch, because yeah. if they're healthy, they could win it. I want
3: Warriors-Grizzlies in the play. That's like the only, if I pick one playoff series, I'd pick Warriors-Grizzlies. Because those two teams kind of hate each other. Like, they don't like each other, for sure. So I want to see those two in a seven-game series again. That would be fun. The most, they're the best part of this, though. Did you guys see the video in the tunnel after the Warriors had won? Steph Curry's Damn waiting. Running off? No. So Curry's after the game's over, Curry's in the tunnel waiting for his teammates. For his teammates. And Jordan Poole, when he sees Curry waiting, takes his mouthpiece out and throws it
0: at him. <laughs> okay, I like that. That's better than that's better than the throwing the golf tee at Rory McElroy.
2: <laughs> Which
3: is phenomenal because Curry was mad at Jordan Poole. For taking a shot. And that's why Curry chucked his mouthpiece in the first place. And now Jordan, Poole's Jordan like, Poole hey, who
0: scores the winner.
3: Hey, you idiot. Catch my mouthpiece instead. It's great. It's phenomenal. Also in the NBA last night, Anthony Davis made his return. He had back up five weeks, the foot injury. He came off the bench. Still let the Lakers in scoring <laughs> um, with 21. He had 21 and 12 last night played 26 minutes. Lakers beat the Spurs. Spurs aren't any good. LeBron James is playing uh phenomenal, right? The, he's, he's awesome right now. Probably not as, like not as good defensively as he used to be and all that, but he's a phenomenal point producer and everything right now. Anthony Davis when healthy is really good. We maybe kind of forget that because he hasn't been healthy. He's hurt for all the time. Long time. If I told you LeBron and Anthony Davis are healthy the rest of the season and into the playoffs, how good are the Lakers?
2: Second round. Oh, that's a good choice.
0: That's a good choice. Uh, they do in the play-in round? Or do they get to a point where they're actually in the bracket? See, that's the part that's that's
3: hard because the the West is so tight Yeah, that there's not going to be a big difference in, like, the five seed and the team that misses the play-in round, like the 11 seed. There might not be a massive difference. So... I think there's a legitimate chance they could get into the sixth seed if they're both healthy for the rest of the year and playing this well. And if they get into the sixth seed, then you don't have to go through the play. Yeah, game. you don't
0: have to go to the playing round.
3: And right now, the Sacramento Kings are the three seed, and you're telling me LeBron and Anthony Davis against the Kings, regardless of how good the Kings are, I'm taking LeBron and Anthony Davis to win that series. So I think Danny's right. Second round is probably uh, a good spot Gage, if, yeah. if they're both healthy healthy, which is a massive if given LeBron's age and Anthony Davis's history.
2: Right now, the Lakers are three games out of the four seed and they're in, right. And they're like nine, they're 13. They're, they're,
3: yeah, they're not even in the play in rounds right now. Right. So they're probably going to end up in the play in rounds would be my guess um, if they're both healthy and then they'd have to win that and then have to win a series against Memphis or, or Denver, which is going to be tough. But I think second round's a, a good spot to sort of project them. Because if you have those two, it's really good. And the West is going to be kind of ridiculous. It's It'll be fun. But uh, they're fun. The other fun NBA game, you see the Sixers and Nets. You see Joel Embiid.
0: And um, uh, who, who is he? Ben Simmons? Going back for ben Simmons. Well,
3: he's going back and forth on Twitter with Kevin right. Durant. In the game with Ben Simmons. With Ben Simmons. Embiid actually didn't play that well. He scored 26, but he was 6 of 18 from the floor. He actually wasn't that good. But Ben Simmons got benched for the last like nine minutes of that game. Nets did not use Simmons in the fourth quarter against the Sixers. Kevin Durant's out. Kevin Durant was live tweeting during the game, and well, that's Joel always good. Joel Embiid after the game went back and was responding
0: to Kevin to all Durant's the, to all the tweets.
3: tweets. Yes, it's phenomenal what those two are doing.